in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. John chapter 16 verse 7 Nevertheless I tell you the truth It is to your advantage that I go away For if I do not go away The helper will not come to you But if I depart I will send him to you John chapter 16 verse 3 And these things They will do to you Because they have not known the father nor me Amen. Amen. Now, I don't know the expectation you brought here, right? But when you read John chapter 16, verse 7, Christ tells us that it is expedient that he goes away. For if he does not go away, the helper will not come to us. So right now, in the stillness of your heart, I just want you to desire to know him more today. Ask him to prepare your heart for today night service tell him to prepare your heart for tonight's service Shut up, 
the last prayer topic we're going to read from 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 22 and Ephesians 1 14 so 2nd Corinthians 1 22 That is, he has appropriated us and certified us as his, and has given us the Holy Spirit as the guarantee. He has given us the Holy Spirit as the guarantee. Oh, I can't see the scripture.
Father, we pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, O Lord, for the opportunity to gather in your presence. We thank you, O Lord, for the opportunity to fellowship, O Lord. Father, we pray committing this service into your hands, O Lord. Father, as the man of God comes, O Lord, we pray committing our hearts, O Lord, into your hands. Father, make our hearts a fertile ground for you, O Lord. Make our hearts, O Lord, a fertile soil that as your word comes and it falls in our hearts, O Lord, may it be bear much fruit in Jesus' name, O Lord. Father, I pray that whoever has expectations here, O Lord, that you, O Lord, will visit each and every one of us, O Lord. May you bring us into a place of fellowship and intimacy, O Lord, with our guardians with our helper, O Lord, and we know that at the end, all glory and honor shall be given unto your holy name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I can't feel your energy tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us are excited to be here tonight? Yeah, I can see some hands up. If you're excited, let me hear your shout. Let me hear your energy. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, it's time for the word. Or say, it's time for the word. Now, I want you to ask your neighbor, are you ready for the word? Or are you ready for the word? And lastly, I want you to ask your neighbor if he or she wrote down his or her expectations. Please look for the answer. Let them answer the question. Amen. So you guys are welcome to Rema Conference 2022. And the theme for this year's conference is fellowship. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we are so blessed and honored and privileged to have a man of God in the house who is about to rise to divine the word of truth, about to go deep, about to take us into deeper realms. Now the atmosphere is set. With a round of applause, with a shout, with a shout. Are you ready to hear God's word? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Just begin to thank God. Begin to thank God from the depth of your heart. Just concentrate. The Bible says that that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. So keep that mind focused on the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, Wherefore, seeing that we have so great a cloud of witnesses that has encompassed us about, 
let us lay aside every sin and wait and sin that too easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us and he said looking unto Jesus the altar and the finish of our faith who for the joy that was set before him despised the cross despised the shame and he seated at the right hand of the father can you just focus and look at Jesus right now just look at Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. I want to 
Yeah. 
opened the curtains of the spirit and saw something very deep. And in this vision that David had, he saw the Lord speaking to his Lord. He said, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemy thy footstool. The Bible says that Adonai said unto the Lord, the sovereign one. So we realize that there was a convo between the father and the son. And the father was telling the son that the son should sit down, but he, the father, is going to make his enemies his footstool. And the way he's going to do this is by sending the rod, okay, of the strength of the son to rule in the midst of his enemies. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can, do it, can someone give me this translation? Complete Jewish Bible. Complete Jewish Bible. CJP. 110 verse 1. Yeah. A psalm of David. Adonai says, my Lord. Very good. Sit at my right hand mm -hmm. until I make your enemies your footstool. Very good. Amen. Mm -hmm. Continue your verse 2. Yes, verse 2. Adonai will send your powerful scepter. He will send your powerful scepter. Out of Chion. Out of what? So that is Zion. Very good. Mm -hmm. So that you rule over your enemies around you. So that you rule over your enemies. Let's continue. On the day your on the day your forces mobilize. On the day your forces mobilize, what is going to happen? Your people willingly offer themselves. Your people what? Willingly. Willingly offer themselves. Those of you that we are doing maturity class, I hope you know about the free will offering. Yes. Very good. The Bible says that there is a time coming where the father will say to the son, sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. And then the reason or the way I'm going to do this is that I'm going to send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Hallelujah. Because the day that the rod of your strength comes, there is something that is going to happen that the people will become free will offerings. Hallelujah. Amen. Now you realize that there is something about you that always keep on resisting the will of God. How many of you have been able to have a consistent prayer life for like six months? Where if you give yourself a designated time, like you are praying for one hour every day, you realize that there is something inside your flesh or your body called the law of sin and death which always resists you from doing the will of God. Do you understand? Okay? So Paul says something in Romans chapter um, 7 verse 5 verse 15. He said that what? That which I want to do, I allow not. Do you understand that? Okay, very good. And then he went on to say that, so he, he spoke about two principles. He said, that which I want to do, I allow not. But that which I do not want to do, that is what I do. So he was speaking about two principles. Power, the law of death and the law of sin. So in 8 chapter 1, he said that, um, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And he said that, for the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was put through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and his sin, condemned sin in the body. Hallelujah. So, there is something that resists you every time you want to do the will of God. But the Bible says that the day the rod of the strength of Jesus comes, the people would what? Free will offerings. How many of you are very good students of church history? Do you know that there was a time called the time of the Inquisition? You know the time of the Great Persecution. Do you know about that? During uh, Nero and certain, you know, Roman empires, 
uh, sorry, Roman emperors. Okay, how that there was a certain lady called Felicitus. Okay, and this lady she had also I think she had a, a maid called Petua. Okay, and these people during those days it was illegal for you to be a Christian. Hallelujah. So they caught all Christians and brought them to theaters, huge ones. Like the way when you go to stadium, you be watching football. Those days, killing people was what entertained the Romans. So they brought Christians, and then they can release lions and things like that on them. Hallelujah. And Felicity, Felicity was from, from a very noble house. From a noble home. Okay? And the time came, and it was like, it's very dangerous for you to, you know, be a Christian. Why don't you just deny? All you have to do is just deny. Then nothing will happen to you. But those people, they walk gallantly to death. Hallelujah. They could be singing and lifting up their hands and walk into flames of fire. That's what we call free will offerings. The people become free will offerings. They are ready to die. And the, the Lord said that in the day God sends, Adonai sends the strength of Jesus Christ, his people will become what? Free will offerings. Hallelujah. Now, why? Because if the God wants to achieve something, and what he wants to achieve is this, that the road of his strength would help certain people rule in the midst of his enemies. Now, it means that your Christian life prospers when there is persecution, because it is designed that it should rule in its enemy, uh, among enemies. So, most of the time, when you are praying that, Lord, take this thing out of my life, take this thing out of my life, God will never do that. Because the Bible said, I will count it all joy when you fall into trials and temptation. Knowing that the trial of your faith, work patience. Hallelujah. And so the, the, the design of this Lord is that he will cause the people to be free will offerings in order that all the enemies of the sun will become a full stone. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we okay with that? Do we understand? Are we, are we okay with that? Do we understand that? Okay, very good. All right. Now, so we want to know the time that this thing happened. The time that Adonai spoke unto the son, telling him that what? Sit on my right hand and I'll make your enemies my footstool. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. All right. Now, we know every man called Jesus. Is that not so? How many of you that know Jesus? How many of you here? Everybody knows Jesus. Okay, that's very interesting. All right. Let's start reading from um, Acts chapter 2. Okay, from verse 1. The Bible said that, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered together in one place. And the sound came from heaven as a mighty rushing wind and filled the house that they were in. And the Bible said that, then appeared glowing tongues of fire and sat on, on each one of them. And, said that, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. Okay, now, the day of Pentecost was a particular festival that required all the Israelites. Have you okay that? Because at that time, at that point in time, Israel was no longer a nation again. So most of them are scattered to different places. Have you okay with that? So the day of Pentecost is when all the, the Israelites that are scattered in Asia and other parts of the world, they all journey to Jerusalem to come and have a feast. So God chose that day demonstrate something. Hallelujah. And he took that day and sent a sound from heaven. And this sound filled the house that the people were in. And the Bible said that what? 
throwing tongues of fire sat on their head, each of each one of them, and they began to speak in other tongues. Now this brought an exhibition because all the people that came from the first that came from the festival saw that ah, these people that they were worried about beauty of them, these people that were speaking, they were not intelligent. But how can we see these people speaking in our languages? Different, different forms of languages. Hallelujah. Plenty languages. And we know that this was all, let's say, one day, something just happens. And then your president walks in. And then you are speaking German, Chinese. This one is speaking like this. This one, and they are speaking about wonderful things concerning the wonderful works of God. But they are speaking in different languages. Hallelujah. So it became a wonder that attracted everyone. And then they came there. And then some of them were like, Charlie, this thing is very strange. But you know, every time something wonderful is done, there are certain people that they also have negative things to say. They said, don't mind you. They are drinking with wine. Hallelujah. And one of the apostles called Peter stood up. And then he began to say something that, please, do not think that we are drinking. Let's read that place. Acts chapter 2, verse 29 to 36. Acts 2, verse 29 to 36. Mm-hmm. Men and brethren, yes. let me speak freely to, to you of mm-hmm. the patriarch David, mm-hmm. that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb. So we said that David was the one that saw the vision, or that had that prophetic word in somewhere and thing. Is that not so? The Lord said unto my Lord. Is that not so? So now Peter is showing them something that David said. Let's continue. And his tomb is with us. Mm-hmm. To this day, mm-hmm. verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to to him of to him that of the fruit of his body, mm-hmm. according to the flesh, mm-hmm. he would raise up the Christ to yeah. sit on his throne. Mm-hmm. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ. Yes, let's that, assume that mm-hmm. his soul was not left in Hades, mm-hmm. nor did his flesh see corruption. Mm-hmm. This Jesus God has raised up. Of which we are all witnesses. Mm-hmm. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God. Therefore, being exalted to what? The right hand of God. The right hand of God. Mm-hmm. Continue. And having received from the Father. And having received from the Father. The promise of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Ghost. He poured out this which you now see and hear. Now, let's put something here. Now, Peter was recounting certain things that uh, David said about Jesus. And one of the things that David did was that David was able to about several centuries was able to tap into divine wisdom and saw the life of the Christ. Hallelujah. So in some, he said something like, you know, you will never cause my soul to perish in hell. Hallelujah. So David prophesied about the death, the resurrection. So what? There's the death, the resurrection, the ascension and the enthronement of Christ. And David was able to see all these things. Hallelujah. Okay, very good. Now, so here, Peter is telling the people what David said in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. So he said that one of the signs that you are seeing is this, that Jesus, whom you killed, has now been resurrected and is now sitting at the right hand of the Father. And there was a promise that was given to him. And that promise today is the promise of the Holy Ghost that you are seeing today. Can we say that? Let's continue. Read that place where you read again. Verse 33. Mm-hmm. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, very good, and having received from the Father the promise mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, very good, he poured out this which you now see and hear. Mm-hmm. For David did not ascend into the heavens, mm-hmm. but he says himself, 
The Lord said to my Lord. The Lord said to so now Peter is putting this thing again. Let's watch here. Uh -huh. Sit at my right hand. Sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies. Until I make your enemies. Your footstool. Very good. Therefore. Therefore. Let all the house of Israel. Let all the house of Israel. Know assuredly that God know has assuredly that what God has made this Jesus. God has made this Jesus. Whom you crucified. Whom you crucified. Both Lord. Both what Lord and Christ. Lord and Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. So now. What Peter was trying to tell the people was that what David prophesied, that the Adonai said unto my Lord, sit on my right hand until I make your enemies my footstool. And the Lord sending the rod of the strength of the sun to rule in the midst of his enemies. This is what you are saying. So the rod of that strength that the Father sent by the Son was the Holy Ghost. And the sending of the Holy Ghost is that all the people that come under the sun may be able to join with this spirit to accomplish that which the father desire. And the desire of the father is that all the enemies of his son are put under his footstool. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the sending of the Holy Ghost is not for you that you will do healing. It's not for you that you will see visions. It is that you will rule in the midst of your enemies. That is the desire of the father. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies, the rod of thy strength. Hallelujah. Now, when we don't get this objective, we realize that our need for the Holy Ghost will not be that deep. Hallelujah. So in some in some some two from verse one. He said, why do the hidden rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and his Christ. Now we realize that when Jesus Christ resurrected, he ascended. His resurrection deals with what? He rising from the dead. His ascension means that he now went to heaven. But when he went to heaven, there was a coronation service where he was now made Lord in Christ. In Acts 2 verse 36. Are we okay with that? Are we okay with that? Very good. So here in Psalm 2, verse 2, the Bible said what? It said that what? They take counsel against the Lord and his anointed. The word anointed is Christ. So now, we realize that every time in the gospel you see Jesus Christ, but in the epistles you see Christ Jesus. Now because Jesus speaks of the person, but the Christ speaks of an office that is occupied. So Jesus, even though he was already Jesus Christ, but he was made Christ again. That Christ is an office, I'll show you. So what? They take counsel against what? The Lord and his Christ, saying, let us break his bonds asunder and let us cast off his cross from us. But the Bible said that he that seated in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. And he shall answer them in his wrath. And vex them in his sore displeasure. He said, Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill Zion. So we realize that Jesus being made Lord and Christ was that he was set as a king upon the holy hill. Which is Zion. So now, immediately he was set as Christ, which is the king in that Zion. One of the things that must be fulfilled is that the rod of the spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, must now come. Are we okay with that? Now, Immediately, God set his king upon his holy hill Zion. 
the next thing that followed is I said, I will declare the decree, thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. He said, ask of me the heading for an inheritance. Now watch here. Now immediately, God said, Christ as king. The next thing that came was that was, Christ should ask of him the heading for his inheritance. And the outermost part of the earth for his possession. And he said, what? Thou shalt break them with an iron. Can we read that please? Psalm 2. Start from verse 7. Or verse 6. Psalm 2 verse 6. Mm-hmm. Yet I have set my king. Yet I have set my king. On my holy hill of On my holy hill of what? Zion. Very good. I will declare the decree. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said to me. The Lord has said to me. You are my son. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me. Ask of me. And I will give you. And I will give you what? The nations for your inheritance. The nations for your inheritance. And the ends of the earth. And the ends of the earth. For your possession. Very good. So, God setting Christ as king on Zion. And sending the word of his son. To into our midst. Was that what? The son will have a possession and inheritance. Hallelujah. Amen. Then what did he say again? Now you shall break them. You shall what? Break them. Break them what? With a rod of iron. With a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces. You shall dash them with what? To, to pieces. Very good. So that is ruling in the midst of your enemies. And this thing is a conquest. It's a conquest. It is not something. It is going to come with a fight. And so there's going to be resistance. So the Bible said that what? Then Christ the Son must break them with iron and dash them as the process vessels. Therefore, Anybody that must rule in this kingdom must have the rod of the strength of the sun. Now, this is what the father wants to accomplish. accomplish. Now, the father doesn't want you to get a, a, what do we call it? A, 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 a scholarship. That is not the reason why. He doesn't want you to get a good marriage. What he wants to do is that he has a vision and the vision is that by a certain people, he would fulfill by bringing all the enemy of his son under his footstool. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, so this brings us to a place we what we call the Christ and his body, the corporate Christ. Are we okay with that? There's a corporate Christ. Now, I'll show you something. Now, we realize that when the son arose and sat at the right hand, he was made what? Lord and what? Christ. According to Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Is that not so? He became what? Lord and Christ. Are we okay with that? Are we fine with that? Okay, very good. So I said that what? The Christ is an office that he occupied. The anointed one. And he occupied this position because he was supposed to supersede or supervise a particular act. Okay, very good. So he, as a person being Christ, there is another side of him which is also Christ. But this Christ is not only a person, but it is a body, a mystical body. Hallelujah. Amen. I will get me carefully. Get me here because I'm bringing you to something. Because there is somebody that the Father is requiring that he should do this very assignment by bringing all the enemies of the Son under his, under his foot. There is somebody that has been assigned to do that. So what? We now know that one of the people is what? The Holy Ghost. Or one of the entity that will do that is what? The Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost is coming to do that with what? With certain people. Because the Bible said that what? Immediately the rod comes. 
prophetic people who have become free will what? Offerings. Are you okay with that? So there is a Christ sitting in the in the heavens. Who is that? Jesus, the one that died. Are we okay with that? But let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Sorry, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Yes. For us, the body is, is one mm -hmm. and has many members. No, watch here. Ask what? The body, the body is what? One, one and has what? Many members. Many members. But all the members of that one body. But all the members of that one body is what? Being many. Being many. Are one body. Are one body. So also, is so also is Christ. Now, so there is the personal Christ, the one that is seated at the right hand of the Father. But there is another mystical Christ, and this Christ has a body. Hallelujah. So now Paul was trying to speak about a particular mystical Christ. And this Christ, he said that just like a human being has a body, this Christ also has a body. This body has many parts. Hallelujah. Continue. Mm -hmm. For by one spirit, for by one spirit, we were all baptized. We were all baptized into what? Into one body. Into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks. Whether Jews or Greeks. Whether slaves or free. Whether slaves or free. And have all been made to drink into one spirit. Perfectly. Now, so we are saying that there is a personal Christ, and then there is another Christ again with a body. Are we okay with that? Now, let's see who that body is. Okay, so let's go to um. Let's go to Ephesians chapter one. Verse 22 and 23. Ephesians chapter 1. Very good. Now start from verse 19. Ephesians 1, 19. Mm -hmm. To 23. 19 to 23. Mm -hmm. And what is this exceeding greatness mm -hmm. of his power toward, toward us who believe? Mm -hmm. According to the working of his mighty According power. According to the working of his mighty power. Which he worked in Christ. Mm -hmm. When he raised him from the dead. Mm -hmm. And seated him at his right hand. In and seated place. him at the right hand in heavenly place. Let's go. Let's go to this. Mm -hmm. Far above all principalities. Far above all principalities. And power. Mm -hmm. And might. Mm -hmm. Dominion. Mm -hmm. And every name that is named. Mm -hmm. Not not only is not only in this age. Not only in this age, uh -huh. but also in that which, which but is also to come. in that which is to come. And Continue. And he puts all things. And he put all things under his feet. Under his feet. And gave him to be head over all things. And gave him to be head over all things. To the church. To the church. Which is his body. Which is his body. So that mystical Christ, which has a body, is the church. Do you understand? Okay. So there is a there is a personal Christ who is a person, and certain people have had encounters with him. But this Christ, who is a person, is a head of a mystical body, which together can also be called Christ. And this body has many parts. And the Bible says that the day you become born again, the Holy Ghost baptized you into that mystical body. Hallelujah. Now you realize that the feet is part of the body. That Christ who is in heaven is the head. And the desire. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 6 to 7. I'll show you something. John chapter 20, verse 6 to 7. John 20, verse 6 to 7. To seven. Mm -hmm. Then Simon Peter came, very good, following him. Uh -huh. and went now, watch it carefully. Mm -hmm. And went into the tomb. And went into the tomb. Mm -hmm. And he saw the linen clothes. And lying. he saw the. Now, watch it very carefully. Now, sometimes God can speak in figurative terms 
For example, if you join maturity class, we realize that the whole of the Old Testament is figurative in nature. Do you understand? Okay, very good. So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, it said that the law being the shadow of the things to come. Are we okay with that? We call that types. And when types are fulfilled, we call them antitypes. We don't have to, time to go into things like that right now. But now, let's watch it carefully. Now, when Peter entered, anytime somebody dies, okay, in the ancient Hebrew, they wrap the body of the person with a different linen. And then they also take another, they take a napkin, and then they wrap it around, around the person's head. So, the linen that is meant for covering the body is different from the linen that is meant for the head. Now, let's watch here something. Let's watch carefully here. Uh-huh. And he saw the linen clothes. He like, saw the linen cloth, what? Lying there. Lying there. And the handkerchief. And the handkerchief. That had been around his head. That has been around his head. Not lying with the linen. Not lying with the linen. But folded together. But folded together. In a place by itself. In the place. Now, watch here carefully. Now, we realize that the, 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 the handkerchief that was used to cover his head was folded. Now, those days, anybody who is into, you know, artisanship in, in the Hebrew state, okay, when they are doing an artwork and they are done, the, the napkin that they use for cleaning their face, for everybody to know they are done, they fold the napkin and then they put it on the work. So anybody that sees this, knows that this is a finished work. Or anytime a servant and a master, you serve your master. After he has finished eating and doing everything, what he does is that he folds the napkin and puts it down. Are we okay with that? Now, telling us that the head, who is Jesus, the personal Christ, has finished his work. On the cross, he said what? It is finished. Now, the personal Christ overcame Satan. He put Satan under his foot. According to Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, he made a public show of the principalities and powers. Now, it means that the personal Christ, the one that is seated on the right hand, he is seated now because his work is done. But now, the lady that covered his body was not folded. It was left there. Because as the, the personal Christ has overcome the enemy, the body, the mystical Christ, which is the body, must also overcome the enemy. And it is for this reason that the Holy Ghost was sent from Zion to rule in the midst of the enemies. So, now, the accomplishment of rule thou in the midst of thy enemies must be fulfilled by the mystical Christ, which is the body, in, 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 in partnership with the Holy Ghost. Now, therefore, if we don't know the reason why the Holy Ghost came, we are going to be wondering about doing things, and so the Holy Ghost was talking to me, and he told me that this is my boyfriend, but the reason why he came was what ruled out in the midst of what thine enemies and anybody you see the bible said that when we became born again we were baptized by the spirit into the body so all of us here are in the body of christ do you understand okay very good now everybody must take his place in the body of Christ. And in taking your place, one of the things that you, you must partner with the Holy Ghost. Because in your life, there must be what? Rule down in the midst of thine enemies. In everybody's life here. Leroy, in your life, there must be what? Rule down what? In the midst of what? Thine enemies. Because the Father has what? A desire. 
And the desire is that what? Run. All enemies must be put under the foot of what? Of the son. And the second thing is that what? The son has made a request. He said what? He has asked me of the heaven for thy inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. So what the father wants to do is that the whole world must come under what? The rulership. The lordship. And the Christ. So. Somebody, you can be designated as Shesi. That you are supposed to bring the whole of Ashesi under the rulership of the Christ by putting all enemies under his foot. Now, that is the requirement for you having the Holy Ghost. Therefore, anybody who does not have the Holy Ghost, there is no way you can fulfill the desire. Let me tell you something. If God has called you to be a businessman, that businessman is so that you will bring on all enemies under his foot. Because I will say that what? the whole world what? lies in the wicked one. And there must be a work of what? Of recovering. I don't know. Maybe God will send you to Saudi Arabia. Because your beard is already looking like this thing. Amen. But if it's a country taking over my wife by Islam, if you don't know the Holy Ghost, how can you do it? So there's a, a song that says, How can you walk when you don't know the way of the wind? Have you heard that song before? How can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit? How can you fly like the eagle if you don't know the way? The part working you bringing everything in obedience to Christ. Working everything. The Holy Ghost is well. Working everything in what? In obedience to Christ. Therefore, Anyone that hasn't known the Holy Ghost has already failed at the commencement of his mission. Because that was the reason why he was sent forth. The Holy Ghost became now the spirit of that. I don't have time to go into what we call the compound spirit. For you to, to know what the Holy Ghost, what how that the Holy the, the Spirit of God has now for in the in the gospels you see the spirit of God. But when we come into the epistles, you see the spirit of Christ, the spirit of the Son, the spirit of Jesus Christ. If any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And God in Galatians said, and God has sent forth the spirit of his son to cry Abba Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands on your head. Say, I need to know this person. I need to know what? This person. Say, I need to know the Holy Ghost. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So now let's go to um First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 24 to 28. Corinthians 15, verse 24 to 28. Mm -hmm. Then comes the end mm -hmm. when he delivers the kingdom of God to the Father. Mm -hmm. when, when he puts an end to all rule and, and all authority. So, this one we are talking about the end. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, listen to this carefully. Even though there is a corporate thing, everybody, how you overcome will determine how you help the body corporately. 
understand that. So it is not like the whole the whole body will need to overcome, but the whole body will overcome by everybody overcoming with the partnership with the Holy Ghost. Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. And we are going to see that at the end, at the end, okay, all things will be subjected under the Christ. Let's continue. And the Bible said that what? The last continue when he puts an end to all to all rule mm -hmm. and all authority and power. Mm -hmm. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Very good. The last enemy mm -hmm. that will be destroyed is death. Very good. For he has put all things under his feet. Perfectly. But now we can end there. Yeah. Now we realize that there is a typical enemy called death. Is that also? Is that also? Very good. Now we realize that when Jesus came, one of the things that he overcame was what? Death. Do you understand that? Now, meanwhile, nobody has ever resurrected before Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But you say that ah, my Elisha resurrected somebody. Do you remember? Elisha resurrected a girl, a, a, a boy that died. You don't read your Bible. My God and my Lord. Do you know that story? So you know that there was certain resurrections in the Old Testament. Is that not so? But meanwhile, if somebody resurrects from the dead, he cannot die again. Paul gave the definition for resurrection. He said, knowing that, that our old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin must be destroyed. That is Romans 6, verse 6, verse 7. He said that what? Therefore, he that is dead is freed from sin. He said that, now when we come to the first night, he said that in that he died. Let's, let's go to that. Let's go to that place. Let's go to that place. Romans, Romans chapter 6. Start from verse 8. Romans 6, 8. Mm -hmm. Now, if we died with Christ, yes. we believe that we shall also live with him. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, mm -hmm. dies no more. Dies no more. Eh? Death no longer has dominion over him. Death no longer has what? This what we call what? Resurrection. So everybody, Lazarus was raised from the dead. Is that not so? But he died again. That's what we call spiritual resuscitation. Mm. Because mm. anybody that we resurrect from the dead means that death is under him. So we realize that the last enemy that the son must present is death. But the son himself has already, already overcome death. So why is it that the son must overcome death again? It is speaking about the mystical Christ. Hallelujah. So in order for your Christian life to begin, because your life begins by what? Resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Because Jesus died for the sinner, but resurrected for the believer. So at the point of the resurrection of Jesus, he, now the Christian was justified. The Bible said that in Romans chapter 4, he was delivered for our offenses, but was resurrected for our justification. So the life of believer starts with what? Overcoming death. But meanwhile, the believer, after overcoming death, Positionally, because when you receive Christ Jesus, you will not die again. Is that also that you will not pray but have what eternal life? But this eternal life must help you overcome certain death again in your life. Hallelujah. Man. Do we see that? Because even though you have overcome death positionally, because Christ, you know, when Christ was dying, I was in him. Is that also very good? That is why the Bible said he made it to be seen. Who do you know sin? That we might become righteousness. So there's something we call the co-crucifixion. By the co-crucifixion, 
what God did was that he joined all of us from the time, even all your children that you will give birth to and your great-grandchildren, all of them were joined. And God put Christ to death corporately. So that's the cool death. Are you okay with that? Very good. So it means that when Christ died, I died. When he was buried, I was buried. When he resurrected, I resurrected. When he ascended, I ascended. When he sat down, I sat down. Do you understand that? So the Bible says that by you who were dead in sins and trespasses, had it put him a king wherein he can pass, he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now ruleth in the children of disobedience, in whom we all had our conversation in time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath. And the Bible said what? But glory to God for the great grace which he had. He has done what? Lifted us and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So right now in Christ Jesus, I have overcome death. I have done this. But when we go to the book of First John, the Bible still speaks that the believer can still be in death. One of the ways a believer can die is that when he hates his brother. Hallelujah. So by this resurrection, daily I must begin to overcome death in my life. Hallelujah. There are death in several aspects of your life. For example, your prayer life is dead. Hallelujah. One of the things that you can know that you are dying is your prayer life. Because life is the spirit. The Bible calls the spirit the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. And one of the things that spirit wills to do is that they will to communicate with spirits. So the Bible said what? For the flesh is weak, but the spirit is what? Willing. So one of the things to know that, you see, when something is functioning well, then you know it is there. That also. Very good. So if I want to know my spiritually, how alive I am spiritually, I can test by my prayer life. Because spirit what? Will to what? Pray. Spirit does what? We used to pray. And so, the more I desire to pray, it means that my spirit is awakened. There is life operating. When I wake up, and there's and, and, and I don't want to pray, death is operating. Nice to Hallelujah. Amen. So, God has a mission. So many things. Hallelujah. There are things you need to overcome. Hallelujah. The Bible speaks about what? The Bible speaks about the you're supposed to overcome the flesh. And most of Christians now dwell at the level of the flesh. Because there are three things in the life of the believer that he needs to overcome in order to know the three persons of the Trinity. The Bible said that the flesh warred against the spirit. So any believer who is ruled by the flesh does not know the spirit. And when we, most of the time, when you talk about the flesh, you are thinking about fornication. Pornography, you don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Hallelujah. So what? Amen. The spirit warrants against the flesh. Because the desire of the flesh is that you will not know the spirit. Hallelujah. For example, you come to church. Then they said, they give an order, an instruction by the Holy Spirit. Everybody, go and bring every money that mom and dad has given you for the rest of the month. Come and put it here. Ah, oh Lord. Now, 
one of the things that you are going to realize is that things will begin to arise up. How can I eat the flesh? The flesh is not necessarily, you know, catching a woman in the corner and then, no, 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 no. It is not, no, it is not about, you know, hiding somewhere that, no. Because the Bible said what? Let's read it. He said what? He said, they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the spirit, what? Do mind the things of the spirit. I'm going to that. But the Bible said what? But the carnal mind is hostile towards God. For it is not subject to the law of God. So anytime God speaks, anything in you that causes you to rebel against that thing is the flesh at work. So this thing begins to arise. Hey, how will I survive? Hey, Jesus. The flesh, the carnal mind, it is fighting. So this flesh doesn't want you to know the spirit, the Holy Ghost. Because let's say that after you drop that money here like this, then you are going, Charlie, you are dead there. Then one, one of your uncles that called you about five years ago in the US said, Charlie, ah, do you know that so so and so time I thought about you and I felt like sending you $500? Oh, send it to me, uncle. Then to understand the operation of the spirit, that my God is able to supply all my what? My needs according to what? His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So that you also understand, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measures, press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto your what? So, the way of the spirit that you have to know, the flesh makes sure that it opposes you. So, how many of us are in the realm of the flesh? Tandy goes out of that. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, after you have been able to overcome the flesh, you know of the you know the way of the spirit. The Holy Ghost. You understand his symbols. Now, there's another thing that you need to overcome, which is the world. Now, meanwhile, you people, the world that you are suffering from, or the world that you are suffering from, is not the same world that the believer who has overcome the flesh will face. Because there are certain forms of sin, the pride of life, and we have the last of the flesh and the last of the eyes. Are we okay with that? Now, these things are not the works of the flesh. Because in order for a person to grow into sonship, he must overcome these three things. And that was the requirement that was placed upon Jesus in Hebrews chapter 4. From verse 4, he said, Wherefore, we have been a high priest that has passed into the heavens. Let us hold our profession in faith. For we are not a high priest which cannot be tempted with the, with the feelings of our infirmity, but at all points were what? Tempted, yet without what? Sin. He was tempted at all points, not with everything. So he was tempted at what? These three points. That's the same thing Adam was tempted and he fell. So the Bible says that what? He that loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Meanwhile, we're talking about certain people, they call them the young men, and the young men, they already overcome the flesh. So, who we are talking about overcoming the world, it is not about listening to Shatawali. If, if you are now still uh, uh, arguing as to whether we need to listen to worldly music, or we, yeah, we do, let me tell you something. Oh. Me, I'm a teacher. I started teaching at the age of 19. Okay? I taught for a very long time. By a, by a person, you can tell who is an intelligent student, who is an 
an intelligent question. And somebody who is asking the question because he doesn't know anything. And you realize that most of the people that ask questions, they don't know anything about God. For example, should we kiss? No, I'm not saying that that is wrong. Listen to me. You see, because the person is asking this because he doesn't know the place of holiness. Now, I'm not, when I'm talking about holiness, I'm not talking about free from sin. Because holiness doesn't deal much with sin. It is righteousness that deals with sin. Holiness deals with separation unto God. Now, holiness is what makes you unique from this one. Holiness is what God will say that you pray from 12 o'clock to 3, 12 o'clock a.m. to 3 o'clock a.m. I don't know, maybe God is speaking. Hallelujah. And then God will say that this person, you pray from what? 6 to 6 a.m. to let's say uh, 2 2 p.m. in the the, the afternoon. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, you can come and say, ah, but Fuzua has been praying from just to pray. She doesn't understand holiness. It makes us unique. The, the way God deals with us. So, it, one requirement for holiness is that what? We need to possess our own vessel. God can ask Leroy not to watch Champions League again. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, what's the name? What? Stephen. Stephen can freely watch Champions League. Oh, but meanwhile, we, this guy watch it. It becomes sin unto him. Oh, mercy, Lord. Are we okay with that? So, the world they are talking about is not the same world for you what you are suffering. So, there is another place where you have to overcome the world. Hallelujah. And now we are talking about faith. Because the Lord will give you all those things. Will they corrupt your heart? Because this believer has now known the ways of the Spirit. So, he has begun the ruling already. So, things like faith. Things like money. Can I understand that? Things like the Bible said, what? The will of God. You know, the will of God is also different from, you know, how will I say it? You know, it's different. Like, I don't know how to show you this thing. It's also different from sin. So the fact that you are virgin doesn't mean that you are doing the will of God. Now, so. When I'm in the flesh, I cannot know the will of God. Because what? The Bible said what? The, 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 the carnal mind is enmity to God. For it is not subject to the law of God. And the law of God is the will of God. Now, therefore, when I'm in the flesh, I can't know the will of God. Because maybe in my mind, this lady was a six foot, four inches man. With protest. And the one is talking. She was baby. You understand that? And the guy should speak impeccable English. I want to take you out. Hallelujah. But maybe, maybe God has somebody who is, let's say, five foot seven like me. Four, four, four. The person, the person cannot tell the difference between past tense and present tense. Sometimes the person is Hallelujah. Now, meanwhile, if this lady still has that thing, that desire in her heart, she will never know the will of God. Why? Because the day God presented that guy, 
this lady has already disqualified him before he came. Oh, so, in order for you to begin to know the will of God, God must deal with the kind of mindset. So, the thing is not whether I should know the will of God, it's as to whether my mind is carnal. I need to work on the very moment. I say, what? When you renew your mind, you will be able to prove that is what the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. So, now, those that have risen, they have known the will of the Spirit. Now, the will of, oh, watch my time. 820. Oh, my time is my time. My time is have to, have to, have to move quickly. Okay, let me just so let me move on. Nothing without the spirit. So let's go to 215, verse 1 to 6. John 15, verse 1 to 6. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 6. John 15, verse 1 to 6. Mm-hmm. I am the true vine. Mm-hmm. My father is the vine dresser. Mm-hmm. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Yeah. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Mm-hmm. That is, may bear more fruit. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Mm-hmm. Abide in me, mm-hmm. and I in you. Mm-hmm. As the branch cannot bear fruit mm-hmm. of itself, mm-hmm. unless it abides in the vine, uh-huh. neither can you, unless you abide in me. Very good. I am the vine, mm-hmm. and you are the branches. Uh-huh. He who abides in me, and I in him. Uh-huh. Bears much fruit, uh-huh. but without me you can do nothing. Now watch it. Without me, what? You can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Okay, it's the anthem of every believer. Get up and do like this. You know you sing national anthem. The anthem of every believer is what? Without me you can do what? Nothing. Without me you can do what? Nothing. Without me you can do what? Nothing. Very good. Sit down now. Now until you know this thing experientially. You cannot do exploit in the kingdom. Now, one, I already abide in Christ because if any man be in Christ Jesus, so I'm already in Christ. Is that not so? But this abiding that they are talking about is not a positional abiding which Christ did for you by reason of his finished work, but it is a daily discipline of the believer being abiding in Jesus. Are we okay with that? But now, how do you abide in Jesus? Are you okay with that? How do you abide in Jesus? Because Jesus is now in heaven. You abide in Jesus by that mystical body that the Holy Ghost baptized you into. Are you okay with that? Now, and one of the ways that we are supposed to abide in the Spirit is because without Him, we can do nothing. Now, let's go to verse, uh, the same John 15, verse 26 to 27. John 15, verse 26 to 27. Mm-hmm. But when the helper comes, but when the helper ended, I, I, you can enter for me. When the helper now, it means that in John chapter 15, without me, you can do nothing. He is talking about without the helper, you can do nothing because Christ actually, okay, Christ, Paul showed us something that Christ now has become a spirit. Do you understand that? Christ has become what now the Bible says in first uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, it says, and so it is written. The first man was made a living soul, and the second man a life-giving spirit. So Christ in heaven now has become what? A life-giving spirit. Are we okay with that? And when we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, let's start from verse 14. Read AMPC. 2 Corinthians. I want to show you something. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians mm-hmm. 3 verse 14. Mm-hmm. 14. In fact, their minds were grown hard mm-hmm. and collapsed with 
verse 14. In fact, the minds were going hard mm -hmm. and canals. Mm -hmm. For until this present day, mm -hmm. when the Old Testament mm -hmm. is being read, mm -hmm. the same veil still lies, mm -hmm. not being lifted, mm -hmm. that in Christ it is made void and done away. Very good. Continue. Yes. Down to this day, mm -hmm. whenever whenever Moses is read, mm -hmm. a veil lies upon their minds mm -hmm. and hearts. Mm -hmm. But whenever a person turns mm -hmm. to the Lord, uh -huh. the veil is stripped. Now, what, whenever a person turns to what? The Lord. Now, the Lord they are talking about is the Lord Christ. Now, let's watch it. The veil is stripped off, uh -huh. taken away. Uh -huh. Now the Lord is spirit. No, the Lord what? Is spirit. Is what version are you are you reading? AMPC. AMPC. The Lord is what? The spirit. The spirit. Uh -huh. And where the spirit of the Lord is. Give me this version for that, please. Who has this version for that particular? What 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 what, what uh, this thing is that? AMPC. No, uh, the verse 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 seventeen. Verse seventeen. What does it say? Now the Lord is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Uh -huh. Let's continue. And where the spirit of the Lord and is. And where no, you, you realize that they were talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. But they said what? The Lord is where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. And he said what? The Lord is that spirit. Let's continue. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Very good. But we all, uh -huh. with open face, beholding, uh -huh. beholding us in the glass, mm -hmm. the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. Are changed into the same image. Are Now, that the glory of the Lord, they are talking about the Lord Jesus. Do you that, okay? Because now he put the glorified one. Are we okay with that? Very good. Uh -huh. I change into the same image from glory to glory, uh -huh. even as the, even as by the spirit of the Lord. No, I don't like that. Give me another version. AMPC. That's AMPC. I want. I'll teach you about the uh, Bible versions. Are we okay? Very good. Mm -hmm. And all of us, mm -hmm. as with unveiled face, continue to behold as in the mirror of the glory mm -hmm. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Are constantly being transfigured mm -hmm. into his very own image mm -hmm. in ever increasing splendor mm -hmm. from one degree of glory to another. Very good. The spirit from the Lord who is the spirit. From the Lord, what? Who is the spirit? So now the Lord has become a spirit. Do we see that? And the function of this spirit. Now, Christ is both a person, it is a mystical body, but it is also a place in the spirit. So the Bible says that what? So this whole person called Christ is also a realm. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, that verse 3, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all heavenly, who, who has blessed us what? With all spiritual blessings in Christ. Do you understand that? Okay? So everything that you ever be, everything that you can ever do is in Christ. When, when Christ finished everything, everything about your life was finished. On the cross. Do you understand that? So everything about your life is now finished. Is that not so? Okay? You have already overcome sin. Is that not so? Very good. According to Romans chapter 6. You have already, you are already seated in heavenly places. The enemy has already been defeated. According to Ephesians. So there are two parts. The enemy has been defeated. And the enemy must be defeated. Are we watching here? Very good. Now between the enemy is defeated. And the enemy must be defeated. Is the work of the Holy Ghost. So, there is the finished work of Christ and there is the current work of the Holy Ghost. And the finished work of Christ is that, and the, sorry, the current work of the Holy Ghost is that everything that Christ accomplished for you, he has to witness it to you by applying it to you. So, for example, sin has no dominion over you, but why do you keep watching pornography? It is because that sin has no dominion over you, which was accomplished by Jesus. The Spirit has no witness it to your heart.
Because Lord will open your mind to understand this thing. Hallelujah. Because there is, the Bible speaks about the Spirit bringing us truth. Now, this truth is not a statement of fact, but a substance of reality. Now, for example, if you, you are a doctor, you study about malaria, and you know all the symptoms of malaria, and this tune has had malaria before, who do you think will really understand malaria? Dion. Because what? She had an experience. She had a substance of reality. Do you understand that? Okay, very good. So now, the Holy Ghost leading us into all truth because Christ himself is the truth. So what the Holy Ghost must do is that he must lead us into truth. He must lead us into substance of reality. So I can confess, sin has no dominion over me. If I'm in Christ, I'm a new creation. All things are passed away. Meanwhile, the sin that you were doing from the time you were a believer, up to now that you are a believer, you are still doing it, but you are confessing that all things are passed away, my friend, you are a liar. Hallelujah. So now, the Holy Ghost must begin to what? He must lead you into that truth of what? If a man be in Christ, he is a new, he begins to witness it to you daily. For example, the Bible said that what? He said, uh, but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also weaken your mortal body. Therefore, brethren, we are no longer tempted to the flesh, to live after the flesh, but we live after the flesh. So, let me tell you the example that I gave, that everybody, come and put your money here. What the spirit wants to witness to your heart is to deal with the carnal mind. Sin has no dominion over me. So, there is a part of you which is the flesh that doesn't know God. And it is a carnal mind. But the Bible says that what? The law has made you free from the, sorry, the law, the, uh, the, the law of the spirit of life has made you free from what? The law of sin and death. But meanwhile, there is a carnal mind. You are walking after the flesh. So, do you know how the Holy Ghost will deal with that? He, he gives us to, to an instruction to him. Come and put your money here. You don't know. There is a place like God shall supply all my need according to his. It is a realm. The Holy Ghost must carry you to that realm. Not every believer can confess that you are a liar. I don't have time for, for us to do exegesis. Like I'll open to uh, 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 Philippians chapter 4 and show you that that God shall supply my need is not for everybody. It is not for everybody. Do you understand that? Because the hyper grace has pushed most of you aside and then everybody just. You don't, that's, that's, people don't know Bible law. So the Holy Ghost said, come and put your money here. Now you just obey. And then you come and put the money here. Now you are just wondering, how will I live my life? But the Bible says that God shall supply all my needs. Is that not so? The Bible says that the believer shall not lack. Is that not so? So now, as you put that money there, now you realize that the Holy Ghost begins to supernaturally supply you. That's like I said, your uncle several years ago, you said, at this particular time, and you realize that that was the time you dropped the money. Then he said, at this time, your thoughts came into me. And I said, let me give you this money. From that time on, anytime you come to church and they say, give money, you will give it freely. Your mind has been renewed. The Holy Ghost has applied truth to you. And so he has taken you out. That is the witnessing of truth. And this is the work of the Holy Ghost. So without the Holy Ghost, there will be no reality in your life. 
a believer, you easily get offended. So, one of these things, the Holy Ghost will cause somebody to come and offend you. Oh. Genuinely, everybody knows that you are right. Then you now say, Fosura, even though Dion has offended you, go and apologize to her. You know, there's a scripture like that. That says that if you bring your gift and somebody offends you, you go back and settle it with the person. So now the Holy Ghost, what? You are, a, you are somebody who is very proud and bitter. And you are like, ah, me, this girl, I should go and apologize to her. But no, as you obey the Holy Ghost, and then you go, and then you apologize. Do you understand, okay? Now, one of the things, according to Ephesians, there is tender hardness. When you do that, you let that, ah, now, the sin of unforgiveness and bitterness is broken over your life. That is the Holy Ghost witnessing truth by instruction. And so he covers us, he brings us into truth, he shall lead us into truth. Now, meanwhile, if you don't know the Holy Ghost, your Christian life has not, I'm telling you, today, that if you don't what? Know the Holy Ghost, what? Because everything that has been accomplished to you in Christ, it is the Spirit that must what? Lead you into that truth. So there is the finished work of Christ and the current work of the Holy Ghost. Let's see Acts chapter. Oh, my time is almost up. Let's look at um, John chapter 16, verse 12 to 15. John 16, verse 12 to 15. Mm -hmm. I, still, I have still many things to mm -hmm. say to you, mm -hmm. but you are not able to repair them or to take them mm -hmm. upon you or to grasp them now. Mm -hmm. But when he, the spirit of truth, when he, the spirit of truth, mm -hmm. the truth given spirit uh -huh. comes, uh -huh. he will guide you into all the truth. He will guide you into all the truth. Very good. For he will not speak his own message. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority. Now watch here. The Holy Ghost will never do anything on his own. Watch here carefully. Uh -huh. But he will tell whatever he hears from the but Father. But he will tell whatever what? He hears from the Father. Okay, very good. I don't give it the King James Version. Start from myself. Okay, start from myself. Fast. I have yet many things to say to, say unto you, mm -hmm. but he cannot bear them now. Mm -hmm. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, mm -hmm. he will guide you into all truth. Mm -hmm. For he shall not speak of himself, mm -hmm. but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. Mm -hmm. And he, he shall shew you all things to come. Mm -hmm. Verse 14. He shall glorify me. He shall glorify me. Uh -huh. For he shall receive of mine. For he shall receive of mine. And shall shew it. And shall shew it unto you. Uh -huh. Now watch it. All things. He shall. Oh, is that, uh -huh. What? All things that the Father has. All things that the Father has is what? Are mine. This is the office of the Christ. God has accomplished everything that you will ever be. Everything that you ever need. He has accomplished in that office of the Christ. He said, all things that the Father has are mine. But the Bible said what? The Holy Ghost shall what? Shall take what is mine and shall what? Keep it to you. So everything that Christ has accomplished, the work of the Holy Ghost is that he goes there, takes and apply, goes there, take and apply, goes there, take and apply, so that this positionally you will look like who you are positionally. So that you that you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, now we will, we will see that in your life. Because one of the things that you are seated under heavenly places is that every enemy is under your what? Your foot. So at day, we can see you. You can go to fetish altars and say, you! And then fire will come. So because what? 
that which you are seated in heavenly places, the spirit has allowed witness you so that Dion in Christ, also Dion in Ashesi is now looking at what? Dion in Christ. So that is what the spirit begins to work, communicate truth, lead you to truth, bears witness, brings testimonies. And what he's trying to do, he's trying to elevate you so that you will look like the Christ. So the Bible said what? And we know that all things work together for, for good to them that love God and to them who are what? The God according to his purpose. For them that he did for no, he did predestinate to be what? Conform to the image of his son. So, the Holy Ghost is the Christian life. Without him, you are not yet a Christian. He is the very essence. Your born again experience started by him. The Bible speaks about the living water that is given and the well that springs up in John chapter 4. I don't have time to go into that. Jesus Christ was talking to the Samaritan woman and he said that if you know the gift of God and who I shall give you living waters, the giving water that is for the day of your salvation. But that giving water, he said, what shall become a well sprinkling of water onto an everlasting life. That is the bubbling of the spirit within us. That is subjective. The first one given is, is objective. That's Christ for you. Your salvation didn't do anything. But that sprinkling onto an everlasting life is by the fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now let's begin with how to fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Now I've told you that what? Without the Holy Ghost, sister, without the Holy Ghost, your Christian life is what? It's fake. Without what? The Holy Ghost, your Christian life is what? Anybody who doesn't know the, the, the Holy Ghost, your Christian life is fake. that I'm supposed to teach right now, no? That's what... <laughs> okay. Now let's go to First Corinthians chapter 10. From verse 1. Shabu, let's be fast. First Corinthians 10 verse 1. Mm-hmm. Please read version. Okay. Moreover, brethren, mm-hmm. I would not that ye should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud mm-hmm. and all passed through the sea. Mm-hmm. And, and were all baptized unto mm-hmm. Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, and, and did not, and did all eat the same spiritual meat. Mm-hmm. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. Mm-hmm. For they drank of that spiritual rock Very that good. followed them. And that rock was Christ. Very good. Now, but, the Bible speaks about a spiritual rock which all the Israelites drank from. And the Bible says that that spiritual rock is what? Christ. Christ. Do you know that there were two, most of the times people get confused. There were two rocks that the Israelites drank from. And the two of them, God gave different instructions. Let's go to uh, Exodus chapter 17 from verse 1. We'll be ending very soon. Like I want to teach you how to minister to the Lord, fellowship with the Holy Ghost. Because that's the only language he understands. He's designed in a different way. Exodus 17. Yes, from verse 1 to 6. Hurry up, fast. And all the congregation of the children of Israel. Mm-hmm journeyed from the wilderness of sin mm-hmm. after their journeys mm-hmm. according to the commandments of the Lord mm-hmm. and pitched in with them mm-hmm. and, and there was no water for them to drink wherefore the people did chide with Moses mm-hmm. and said give us water give us water to drink that uh-huh. we may drink uh-huh. and Moses said unto them why chide ye with me wherefore do you tempt the Lord and the Lord tested there for water and the people murmured against Moses mm-hmm. And said, 
24 is, is this that thou hast brought up brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto these people? Mm -hmm. they, be, they be almost ready to stone me. Verse 5. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people mm -hmm. and take with thee of the elders of Israel mm -hmm. and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the, the river. Can you give me, give me uh, NKJV? The way you are school testing. I'm sure the people will not understand. So the, read that verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 and 6. NKJV. NKJV. Yeah. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on therefore, go on before the people mm -hmm. and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Yeah. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Very good. Verse 6. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock of rock in Horeb mm -hmm. and you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it. Very that good. That the people may, may drink. And Perfect. Moses... And That's Moses, okay. And then, Amen. So, the people were asking for water. They were thirsty. They had come out of Egypt. And then they were thirsty. Now, they wanted water. The Lord told Moses to take his rod and strike the rock. And the water will come out of it. Do you understand again? Now, meanwhile, Paul is saying that that rock is Christ. Do you understand that? Paul said that that rock is what? Christ. Now, the first time the rock was strike for water to come out. But the second time in Numbers chapter 20, God told Moses to speak to the rock so that it would give out water. So there were two instances. Do we see that? And what? And Moses didn't obey the Lord because the people of Israel were memory. And so Moses became angry and struck the rock. And God never forgave Moses again. Because there are sins against the ordinances of God which cannot be forgiven. Now, because I've told you that the Old Testament is a shadow of things to come. And we are in the reality. Are we okay with that? Now, the first rock that was struck speaks about the killing of the Lord Jesus. In order for us to get salvation. Do you understand that? Are we okay with that? We know that what? Through his death, I got life. Are we okay with that? Very good. So, that rock that was striped speaks of his persecution, his afflictions, and his passion. That was a typology. That rock was showing how Christ would suffer in order that the water, the salvation within him. Because when Jesus Christ was given, they said what? A horn of salvation. They didn't call him savior. So, Christ is not just savior. He's salvation himself. So, he had to be broken for that salvation to come and told man can get some to drink. Now, meanwhile, after I have gotten salvation, the next thing was that speak to the rock because now Christ has become a spirit. So there's no need. Salvation has already been accomplished. There's no need for Moses to strike the rock again because this time, Christ becoming a life-giving spirit. In order to fellowship with this spirit, it is by speaking. The spirit is a, spirit, is a, is a speaking spirit. So God was telling us the way to fellowship with the Holy Ghost, which is the Christ. Because I've already told you that the Christ is the Spirit. So, the first Christ that was striped, he gave water out. According to John chapter 7, from verse 37. Read it quickly. John chapter 7, verse 37. John chapter 7, verse 37. That was. We will be done right now. John 7, verse 37. Mm -hmm. On the last day, that great day of the feast, uh -huh. 
He says to them, cried out, saying, uh -huh. If anyone thirst, uh -huh. let him come to me. Let him come unto me. So test. Just like the way the Israelites were testing. But he's talking about salvation, the test of salvation. He he who believes in me. He who believes in me. As the scripture has said. As the scriptures have said. Out of his heart. Out flow, of his heart. Will flow. Reverse of river. Very water. good. Uh -huh. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. But this he spoke concerning what? The, the spirit. spirit. So Christ, the first, in order for me to be saved, the Holy Ghost must come first into my heart. Because the Bible says what? The Holy Ghost shall convict us of sin. That is the initial experience. So, but let's finish with that scripture. And he said what? Whom those believing in him would receive. Very good. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Because what? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Because Jesus was not yet glorified. Speaking of the death, the resurrection, and the ascension, and the enthronement. That was when the glory was given to him. Are we okay with that? So, Christ hasn't died yet. So, the water couldn't come. Which is the Holy Ghost. Are we okay with that? So the initial way we got the Holy Ghost through salvation was by Jesus Christ dying. But the next way by which it becomes a well that springs is by speaking to that rock. Hallelujah. So in 1 Timothy chapter 4, we said the Spirit speaketh expressly because the Spirit is a speaking spirit. And so the way for us to receive more of the Spirit is by what? Now, apart from your prayer life, apart from what? Your prayer life, apart from your Bible study, one of the things you must know in order to speak to the Spirit, you need to find time with the Holy Ghost to talk. He's a talking spirit. You find time to talk to your friends. Why don't you talk to the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Do you have time? Just sit down. was really tiring. I didn't understand it at all. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Ah, this lady has offended me. No. I can't help me, Lord. He's a speaking spirit. Now, when you begin to do this, you are connecting to him. One day, his voice will break forth in your, in your, in your heart. Hallelujah. There is something we call the meal offering. I taught that in the maturity class, the meal offering. The meal offering is the offering of fine grain and what? And oil. And then we put it on the altar. That speaks about fellowship. Because the meal, the fine, the fine flour speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ's body. That is sinless. He made him who knew no sin. He didn't know sin. Now that word no is not knowledge, but it is intimacy. Something that comes by intercourse. He's, he's, the Bible said Jesus Christ was not a man. He was made in the likeness of man. Because he didn't come like the way you came. You, your mother, and your father met. Kamit. Sex Kamit met. Is that also? Sperm cell and then what? Egg. But no, he came by Holy Ghost. The Bible said that the Holy Ghost overshadowed. So it speaks about the, so the fine flower, okay, which is the body of Christ, the body of Jesus, also speaks of the word of God. Because the word became flesh. Do you understand again? Now, most of you, the, so the offering of the meal offering, which is the body, which is the word of God, must be mixed with oil, with oil speaks of the spirit, which is tongues. Because if I pray in tongues, I pray what? In the spirit. So you need to take your Bible like this. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, I'm a new creature. 
you are, you are what you are doing that you are offering the meal offering. You are mixing the fine flour, which is the way, and the spirit, which is tongue speaking. And the Bible calls it a sweet smelling savor. So the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 13, certain people were praying and fasting and ministering to the Lord. And the Holy Ghost said, The voice of the Holy Ghost is captured in ministering to the Lord. All the things that are going on in your life is because you don't hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. The sickness there is because you don't hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. The pain, because what? The divorce, somebody, if you can hear the voice of the Holy Ghost, there are things in your family that will cease. Because what? He said, rule thou what? In the midst of what? Rule thou in what? In the midst of their enemies. You don't know the life that is awaiting you by fellowship with the Holy Ghost. If you know, you'll be in a hurry when you get to lectures just to go and find somewhere and sit. Sometimes by faith, give me a chair, give me two chairs. Very good. Yes, very good. Another one, just let me face. Wow. Holy Ghost, I'm back from class. I'm so tired. Class was back. How is the kingdom going? Oh, I'm talking about faith. How is the how is the because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the kingdom. So anybody, one of the ways to get his attention is by speaking kingdom things. The Holy Ghost, the work in Saudi Arabia, how is it going? How can we wait? Do it by faith. One day, he's a speaking to you, answer you. Amen. It's what? A speaking spirit. Sometimes just take your, take like some, like some 104, ministry. I don't have time to teach you about ministering to the Lord. How that we have to offer up the fat and the blood. He said that, and the priest who are Levites shall come before me and shall minister the fat and the blood. And they shall stand in my sanctuary. There's the ministry of the fat of the blood, the revelation and the righteousness of God. Psalm 104. He said that, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh Lord my God, thou art great. Thou art clothed thyself with honor and majesty. Lord, do you know you are clothed with honor and majesty? so beautiful. That covered thyself with light as with garments. Wow. I've never seen any man. Lord, you know Queen Elizabeth is there. Putin is there. But you, you cover yourself with light. The photons of light. Now if you understand physics, then you just begin to speak physics. Photons. The photoelectrics. Lord, the beams of light. What? What? You, you, you are a glorious God. I love you. There's your speaking spirit. You are speaking. You are offering up the fat and the blood, speaking about the righteous. Meanwhile, one of the ways to do this is when you don't feel like doing it. All the things that you have, you have, you like the, a guy has broken your heart. Come back, come back. Or the day that the, the lecturer insulted you in front of him, just come back, lift it up, Lord. You know, I'm not, I'm not feeling fine today. You know, Lord, uh, Leroy, my boyfriend. Oh. That Lord, he know he knows that he's supposed to call me three times, but today he called me once. So Lord, today I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I'm very sad. But you even got Lord, let me put that aside. There's something we call the sacrifice of praise. You, you are not in the mood. You are like Charlie. Things are happening. Charlie, you are trailing the exams. The GPA is falling. Lord, rabbit. 
it looks like the thing I can't sit up alone. There is none like you. There is none like you. And one of the things the Holy Ghost likes is what songs. Hallelujah. But not just song like this thing. Kingdom song. There is none like you. Okay, because the Bible said what? But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in what? In psalms and hymns. Singing and what? Making melody in your hearts. So sometimes you can make melodies. Like, Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Sometimes when you don't know what to say, just say thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Talk to him about everything. Why is he doing this, Holy Ghost? Why is he moving into Ukraine? Oh. When you go to the, the seventh, and we have ended, what's the time? 852. We have more to talk about. Don't worry, another time. Another time. Another time. Hallelujah. Amen. There is, there is something that you must do. There are people that nations, you must overcome nations. Hallelujah. Just like a man called John Wesley was able to change. He said, the whole world is my parish. There is a wisdom. There is a wisdom. Rise up. There is a wisdom. 
there is a wisdom that can make you capture Ashesi University. And when you speak, even your lecturers will, will put their hands at their back. Talk to him. Say, Holy Ghost, I want to know you. Talk to him. Holy Ghost. You see, this, you, don't, you don't have to be yawning by this level. Can you give me the keyboardist? Yes, we are, we are closing. Four minutes, then I'm done. We desire you, Holy Ghost. We desire you, Holy Ghost. We desire you, Holy Ghost. I can't live this life of limitation again. I can't live this life of limitation again. Can I hear some people crying out to the Holy Ghost? One of the ways is that you need to desire Him more than anything. You need to desire the Holy Ghost more than anything. You need to desire Him more than Kuma Sumladi. Listen to your voice, to Him. Lord, I need more of the Holy Ghost. We need more of you, Holy Ghost. Hey, we want to fellowship with you. We need you, Holy Ghost. We need you. We need you. I need you. Hey, my life is in confusion. It's in a mess. I can't see anything biblical about my life. I need you, Holy Ghost. Oh Jesus, let your living waters flow from my soul. Let your Holy Spirit come and of every situation, Lord. Uh, Lord, let us throw up my mind.
Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed. My God.